Today, our podcast is on your nails. What are some nail diseases and concerns? How do you maintain healthy nails? And do any of the hottest nail trends cause damage? We all have seen long, well-manicured nails that are achieved with a variety of techniques, acrylic, dipping, gels, etc. But are they safe? Do they cause damage? And what are some warning signs? Beautify.com asked Dr. Rebecca Bax, board certified dermatologist and medical director of Bax Cosmetical in Paramus, New Jersey, to discuss nail health. Dr. Bax specializes in medical and cosmetic dermatology and has years of experience in treating nail disorders and helping her patients achieve and maintain healthy nails. Welcome, Dr. Bax. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we're going to start off with the first question because I didn't realize so many people suffered from nail disorder. The American Academy of Dermatology said 99% of people will experience some sort of nail problem that requires medical intervention. What are some of these nail disorders that you see in your practice? Oh, there's so many. Uh, I guess that's why 99% of people have a, have trouble with it. Um, the very common ones are the fancy term is onycholysis, basically where the nail lifts off of the nail bed and creates like a white area. So it looks like, you know, the nail is lifting off and the white is getting bigger. The white of the end moves inward. Um, and that is a very common nail disorder. It can have many reasons. Uh, very often it's from over-processing at the nail, nail salon and it gets trauma to the nail. Other disorders are onychomycosis, which is a fungal infection of the nail that is very, very common, probably more common in the toenails than the fingernails. Uh, we see that very frequently. People get trauma to the nail. So if you are traumatized and then you can get, uh, you know, splinter hemorrhages, which can look a little scary sometimes. People are worried they have skin cancer, but it's really just blood in the nail. Uh, so people come in for, for lots of reasons. As people get older, the nails tend to get a little bit more brittle and ridged. We get a lot of particularly women complaining about that over time that is age-related. I'd say those are the top concerns, onycholysis, onychomycosis, ridging and brittleness of the nails. Okay, well, I, I was surprised to hear that you could possibly get skin cancer in your nails. Is, is that possible? You can get skin cancer in the nail. It's very rare. It is not common. Um, and skin cancer is typically pretty slow growing. So the bottom line with skin cancer in the nail is we worry mostly about two things. One is melanoma, malignant melanoma, and the other is squamous cell carcinoma. So malignant melanoma would be a dark streak in the nail and it would be growing and getting bigger and worse. And it tends to start all the way in the nail bed. So it's really almost in the skin near the cuticle. It doesn't typically pop up overnight. So there's usually time to find it, but the issue is for someone to recognize it and seek medical attention, particularly with a dermatologist because that's the person, the doctor, who's going to know what to do about that and do a biopsy and be able to save somebody's life. Um, it's not a common location for melanoma, but it does happen. Again, a dark streak. 
However, it's typically one really bad dark streak. There's lots of people who have streaking of their nails and they have five or six darker bands. That is typically within normal limits and you know common and runs in the family. But if you're concerned about a dark streak in your nail, you can show it to a dermatologist would be the best person to go to. Um, sometimes it's just a benign mole, but sometimes it could be a skin cancer. And then squamous cell carcinoma, in the nail sometimes can happen. It tends to be pretty nasty and ugly and crusted and bleeding and red and flaky. And it tends to, again, grow very slowly. It often happens from a wart and can grow in a wart. So again, if you have a lesion on your fingers or your nails that is crusting and bleeding and growing and not normal, I seek medical mm -hmm. attention. Show it to a dermatologist. Mm -hmm. um, it's very easy to diagnose that with a, a simple skin biopsy and again, save somebody's life. So those are the two that come to mind that would be the most common, but they are not really common at all. They're, they're rare. It's rare to get a skin cancer in your, in your fingernails or toenails. Okay. Well, you mentioned um, fungus. I actually wear acrylic nails and sometimes I get what was called fungus under the acrylic. Is, is that fungus or what do you recommend a person that wears uh, acrylic nails and other type if they're developing fungus under their nails? Well, listen, if the nail salon tells you that they think you have a fungus under the nail, the thing to do is like leave it open and get a medical appointment with a dermatologist. Because if you truly do have a fungus there and you keep putting acrylic over it, it is not going to heal. It will likely just get worse. And a fungus of the nail should be treated so that it doesn't spread to all of your nails and cause disfigurement. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it's very, it, there's lots of things that can look like fungus that aren't fungus. For example, onycholysis, where that's just the trauma and the nail lifting up and it creates a space and a, and a whiteness. And sometimes people confuse that for fungus. So basically it's hard to diagnose and you would need to see a dermatologist if your nails are not looking normal. I mean, mm -hmm. we all sort of know what normal nails look like. And if you have a nail or two or three that are not looking like your normal nail and something is changing, seek medical attention. If you are going to see a doctor, it's best to come in with the uh, fake nail off and not on for a full evaluation. Well, that leads to my next question with the growing popularity in nail salons. I mean, they're everywhere and you can get so many different things done to your nails that seem a bit harsh and because they last longer. Do, is there any particular uh, nail technique that you think are, is more damaging? And what advice do you give a frequent <laughs> nail salon goer? Right. So as a dermatologist, I tend to see the problems from the nail salons and that makes me slightly biased, but you know, there's millions of nail salon treatments that happen probably on a daily basis with no problems at all. Um, but there are problems that can happen from the nail salon. So the advice that I give people who like to go to the salon all the time is number one, buy and bring your own equipment. I think that is the best way to make sure that there's going to be no infection. And then you need to bring it home and sterilize it yourself. That sometimes requires rubbing alcohol, boiling it. Um, you know, you can follow the instructions and you can also speak to the people at the nail salon. I just prefer people to have their own equipment. That said, the salons are supposed to be sterilizing them and they should, and they have licenses and get inspected. But I just think if you wanna be 100% safe, you can buy your own equipment, bring it with you and do it yourself. That is, that is one choice that you can do. 
The other thing is to limit it and give your nails a holiday. So instead of going every week, all year, all the time to give your nails a bit of a breather here and there, because I think that the chronic trauma of the nail salon where your hands are soaking in water and then they're being bombarded with all the different chemicals that are being used and traumatized and clipped and filed. Mm -hmm. While it may look beautiful, it may be a bit much for some people's nails. And so I just saw somebody this week in the office where all of her fingernails are getting that onical lysis that I was mentioning and it's from the salon and she knows it is. And so you got to take a break, let your nails breathe. They should go back to normal and then maybe just don't go as often. If you want to polish them yourself, you know, polish them yourself for special occasions, take the polish off. So there's ways of taking breaks from it. Um, you know, but people love going to the salon. I'm not going to tell them not to go. I just feel that if you're going to go all the time, think about taking some breaks and think about bringing your own equipment and sterilizing your own equipment. But like I said, that said, you know, millions of people go all the time and there's no issues. The problems that I see are the onycholysis from trauma. I see infections, either somebody got clipped too much and they get a bacterial infection, um, which is a paronychia or they can get a fungal infection or a wart. So those are the things, a viral infection. So bacterial, viral, fungal, we see these, we see it all the time, fingers and toes. Um, but I would say in the larger scheme of how many treatments are done, it is still probably a rare occurrence that that happens from the nail salon. It can happen even without the nail salon. Right. Um, but these are very common conditions, right? A bacterial infection with a paronychia where it gets all red and swollen, fungal infection where the nails get crumbly and thickened, mm. sometimes yellowed, and the onycholysis, which I've described, where you get mm -hmm. sort of an increase in the white space. So if you have dry, brittle nails, do vitamins or supplements work? Uh, what advice do you give for nail health? It's a very good question. If your nails are tend towards dryness and brittleness, I would say firstly is keeping them out of water. So the more you wash your hands with soap, the worse that dryness and brittleness of your nails is going to be. So if you wash dishes at home, if you do a lot of scrubbing and cleaning of your house or your apartment, I recommend wearing gloves for that experience so that you don't get the water and the soap in your hands soaking in it, that's soaking in those chemicals and the soap is not good for the nail. So if you do need to wash your hands, which obviously we all do, you wanna moisturize afterwards and you can get just a regular hand cream of any variety. Um, a lotion is probably too thin for this. And then there are very good nail conditioners, thick, thick ointments um, that you can put just on the fingertips. One of my favorites is called Elon, E-L-O-N, but there are other ones as well. Cutamol is another one. Um, you can use plain Vaseline or Aquaphor, and you would just want to do a heavy duty conditioner at least once in the morning and once at night to try to keep it, keep it moist um, and try to keep your hands out of water and away from chemicals as much as possible. Well, that's wonderful. And thank you so much for that advice. And um, I'm sure our audience will take it to heed and have beautiful, healthy nails. Thank you, Dr.